Time once again for the A160. I'm John Hart in for Sarah Bradshaw. Just momentarily, I was telling people that I'm just here while Sarah Bradshaw is doing vocal warm-ups because she only wants to give the audience the very best. When you leave for a costume change, you will return as Sarah Bradshaw. Yes, that could happen. Don't, don't, Don't tempt me. Lots of makeup. In the meantime, that uh, the dulcet tones of our own, our very own Chris Hagarian, the most attractive man west of the Mississippi, who's your congenial host for the A160. Chris, take it away. John had a drinking lunch today. Hi, everybody. This is Chris at the A160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, this is our third week in our month of Promoter Month. We've had different promoters in every, every week of the month. Uh, the people that book your favorite bands and your favorite venues all across Kansas City, all across Lawrence. And uh, it was a silly idea, and it's turned into something very cool. The first week, we had Mike Ducharme from AEG in the Midland. Last week, we had Frank Hicks in from Knuckleheads. And uh, that's it was one of my favorite shows we've ever done. And uh, today's show, 137. So we've been doing this for a second. And then today, we're joined by one of my great friends, Pat Fielder. He works for Mammoth. And book shows at the Uptown, at the Granada, all over Kansas City and Lawrence. Next week, we're going to be joined by Jackie Becker from Eleven Productions. And then the week after that, Brett Mostman from Pipeline Productions. For our full five weeks, and uh, really happy to have Pat in today. Say hi, Pat. Hi, Pat. Have you ever been on the radio? Yes. Yes. It's been a while, but I have been on the radio before. I don't think... I think Frank had been on, and I don't believe Mike had been on. Uh, so it's, it's fun to get people... I mean, me and you talk so many times a week, it's ridiculous across all sorts of platforms. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that transfers to this setting. I mean, I think this time of night on this day of the week is probably the only time we're not talking. Because you're kickballing? No, because you're doing this show. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Some other things before we get into it. Uh, If you're headed to Coldplay, have a good time. They're playing at the Sprint Center tonight. Uh, also tomorrow night at Sprint Center, Kendrick Lamar will be in town. I'm um, really looking forward to that show. Um, another event that I'm involved in is called the Roost Market. It's happening at Union Station, not this weekend, but next weekend on on Saturday and Sunday, uh, about 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's featuring like 75 artists and vendors and eight different bands are going to play. And if you happen to be at Boulevardia and went to the Maker's Tent at the at the at Boulevardia, the people who helped organize that event are helping organize the Roost Market. So if you like the artisan stuff, uh, if you like Rieger whiskey and you like Boulevard beer and you like uh, good Kansas City musicians, it'll be a fun way to spend an afternoon on Saturday or Sunday. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Those are my plugs. Um, so here's Pat. Pat's from Mammoth, and Mammoth is based out of Lawrence, Kansas. How long has Mammoth been around? Oh, man. To do this full story, I think you would have to go back to sometime around 95. 95. When Josh and Jeff started working together. Josh Hunt and Jeff Fortier. Yep. As Avalanche. And then the many incarnations between then and where we are now has led to Mammoth, which formed in 2006, I believe. And how long have you been there? I have been there basically since day one on the marketing side. I remember we used to work together a lot in my, my at my mothership of Ink Magazine. Day one of 2006, not 95. <laughs> yes. And then um, then you left town. You left Lawrence and Kansas City area, and you moved to L.A. for a while. Correct. Yeah, I was uh, working on the marketing side of things at Agency for the Performing Arts in Beverly Hills. And I remember 
you had right as they like emerged imagine dragons blowing up in your world yep. zz ward right when both those bands mm-hmm. blowing up they kind of both kind of cooled off a little bit but right when they were at their absolute peak and the 10 other acts you were working with out there yeah that was just kind of a fun time to be a part of imagine dragons first arena run they really did and capital cities were blowing up at the time that was another act i worked with i remember me and you went to see them a uh, imagine dragons open for AWOL nation yes and it and was everybody like, knew every word <laughs> it was like a case study for us as we were like hounding looking at everyone and they were the second band on and they had that song for the postseason or like the all-star game or something that yeah wasn't that the year the all-star game was in kansas city and they were featured on the commercial and that's how everybody knew that song already could be that and like kansas city was kind of ahead of the curve with them a little bit and we both snuck outside afterwards because we thought everyone would leave Mm -hmm. but everyone stayed for awl nation they did and that's just another band that is an anomaly in this market they just they could play here once a month and people would still go people love them yeah um tell us about tusk outreach it's a part of Mammoth that never gets any talk. Right. And um, I think I'm the only person I've ever seen post about it. Tell yeah. us about Tusk Outreach. It is our, basically our charity efforts, our contributions to water.org, Save the Elephants, just a few organizations we're active with. A, a portion of every ticket sold we end up donating as a part of Tusk Outreach. We've done some fundraisers here and there. We like to be you know, at the Elephant March in Kansas City and just as active as possible. But even But the, the, the people that are the head of Mammoth, Josh and his wife, what, they've gone to Africa and seen and given this money to yes. the elephant caretakers. It's not... Yeah, uh, they have visited the sanctuaries not that we work money with sent in person. money sent across the pond to exactly. God knows where. It's been delivered by people that run the company. Yeah, Josh and Casey especially have put a lot of time into handpicking these organizations and even, you know, like you said, visiting them to make sure that this is what we want to work with. That's this what's is what cool. we want to spend our resources That's on. cool. So like, if you buy a ticket to see Ben Harper at uh, Uptown Theater on September 13th, knowing that not only do you get a fun night out... A little bit of your money also goes to help something like Tusk Outreach on behalf of Mammoth Productions. Right. It's it's cool. great. Yeah. Um, we were joking or talking about how our, when we first met uh, <laughs> before that we went on the air. Uh, and again, if you're just tuning in, we're hanging out with Pat Fielder this week from Mammoth as part of our third week of Promoter Month here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. Can I just interrupt here? Always. You were you were discussing this beforehand. Yes. And in cinematic terms, this is what they call the cute meat. The cute meat. I don't know what that means. The yeah, cute meat is I'm where the, the boy and the girl in the romantic comedy. Oh, the cute people. Oh, okay. They meet each other and they, they have some kind of friction right off the bat so that they don't like immediately get together. And then, well, that's interesting. And then they work out their problems and they become inseparable. That's funny because you were just asking if we were going to like end up boxing or something in here, <laughs> rehashing all of this. When we met, I remember it was at the 10 Club or whatever it's called, the Eldridge Restaurant. Yes. It was probably a different name then. It was probably like the Jayhawker. I think it was the Jayhawker. Yeah. It might still be the Jayhawker. I can't remember. But me and you and my old boss, Michelle Jolis, and Mary uh, met with you there. And there was such a look of, you know, you can't even say the words on the radio, but like you didn't want to have anything to do with us. We just shiny shirt corporate people is what we pay yeah. you guys And as. I, if you've ever met anyone and more I'm not corporate saying we than were me, wrong, but. I am very corporate. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so corporate. <laughs> Um, I mean, is it the dreadlocks? Is it the shops? <laughs> it, it took a long time. Uh, it, it took a little while for us to break through. 
It did. And then uh, we established a relationship with Mammoth and Inc. And then now uh, we talked 20 times a day, and you help us book Middle of the Map. You help book Boulevardia. uh, We work together on marketing. You know, every once in a while I'll get some sort of uh, something from your camp like, hey, what do you think about this band? And who do you think would be a good local opener for this? And But it, it's awesome. And, you know, you are a great friend of mine. And it's been a, a long road. That's you're, 10 years. You're like the musical one-man cartel of Kansas City. We know oh, just like so much flows through you. I like that. Um, I, I sent you some questions. And then the answers to your questions are, will dictate the songs we play today on the show. Um, I'd asked you what your first concert you ever went to was. Right. And what was that? Do you I, remember? I want to say it was Bush and Veruca Salt when Sandstone was actually called Sandstone. It's not still. I mean, <laughs> in the hearts of most of the metro area, Does yes. that bother you? Like when people, I guess contractually, probably, I'm not going to ask that question. It, it doesn't really bother me just because I see it so often that I'm like, okay, you know, it's Providence Medical Amphitheater now. Yeah. One time I was so proud of myself because I thought I remembered the name, the new name at Independence Event Center, and I called it Sabata's Eye Center, and it's Silverstein. Yeah. You know, if there's a major corporation that would like to, to subsidize my income, I will change my name. <laughs> I'm just saying. He'll dance for you. Yeah. Um, so the first show you went to was the Brooke Salt and Bush show, and... Um, uh, I would have liked to have seen Brooke Salt. I guess that was. I was going to say I'm a little surprised that Bush you weren't just hot. like, oh yeah, I was there. I don't. I don't think I was at that show. Um, I just remember someone was like selling illicit substances in the parking lot, and the look on my dad's face of like, what did I take these ten year olds to? You were ten. That sounds right. Ninety, yeah. ninety six, ninety seven. That was probably a little older than that. Yeah. Um, I asked you what your favorite show was that you've booked, and you gave me three. You're going to have to refresh my memory on the three. It's kind of an ever-changing question. You said Jason Isbell, uh, Flyover, and Hot Water Music. Right. Tell people what Flyover is. Flyover was was the one-day hip-hop fest that we recently did out at the amphitheater. Gucci Mane, Ray Srummer, Lil Uzi Vert. It was just a great day. A lot of lightning. Yeah, a lot of lightning. Everybody played, you know. Yeah. It went as well as we could have hoped for. You said Jason Isbell, and in, in these halls... That, that's a it's, special person. It's holy. Uh, he played Middle of Math this year. I just gave you a poster, and he autographed that poster. I was going to say, I'm looking around. I'm sure his name's on this wall. Uh, it's somewhere over there by Andrew Bird. Um, but in we'll our studio, it. all of our, we have all the musicians who play uh, in studios sign the walls of our, of our hall here. And uh, Jason Isbell is definitely a friend of the station. John Hart loves him, and he loves John Hart. And um, but that it's was one of my favorite shows. Such a great show. Everything yeah. from everyone in his camp is just amazing to work with. You just yeah. you know knock on wood. There's no bad day with that guy. And that new record's just absolutely killer. Love it. Um, so you you said him, you said Hot Water Music, and then you said Flyover. So we're gonna hear music from Jason Isbell and Hot Water Music in a second. And I picked music from two of my favorite shows that you've ever booked, which I'm I'm piggybacking here. Isbell. And then the great Iron and Wine, who played Middle of the Map in 2015. That was a great set. It was a great set. Uh, so first up for music on the show, we're going to hear from Jason Isbell. The song is called Hope the High Road from his amazing new record you should check out. And again, one of my favorite shows that Pat's ever booked and one of the favorite shows he's ever booked. Here it is.
I used to think that this was my town What a stupid thing to think I hear you biting off a brain now I myself am on the brain I used to want to be a real man I don't know what that even means Now I just want you in my arms again And we can search each other's dreams I know you're tired and you ain't sleeping well Uninspired, likely man as hell But wherever you are, I hope the high road leads you home again I've heard enough of the white man's blues I've sang enough about myself So if you're looking for some bad news You can find it somewhere else Last year was the son of a bitch For nearly everyone we know But I ain't fighting with you down in the ditch I'll meet you up here on the road I know you're tired and you ain't sleeping well Uninspired, likely man as hell But wherever you are, I hope the high road leads you home again To the world you wanna live in We'll ride the ship down, don't be bucket so Continuing your education is an important step to a better future. The University of Central Missouri Lee's Summit provides affordable, in-demand undergraduate and graduate programs with the flexibility to fit your schedule in Lee's Summit. Choose the University of Central Missouri to experience learning to a greater degree. Learn more at ucmo.edu ls. Saturday, September 2nd at Crossroads KC. Pipeline, in support of the bridge, presents the Indigo Girls. The Indigo Girls. Tickets for the Indigo Girls are available through CrossroadsKC.com. Grinders and the bottleneck in life. And you're only joking. The Indigo Girls. The Indigo Girls. Saturday, September 2nd at Crossroads KC. In support of the bridge.
music from Iron and Wine. The song is called Naked As We Came. Uh, this week here on the 8160, we're joined by our friend and promoter as part of our third week of Promoter Month here on the station uh, on this show, and it's Pat Fielder of Mammoth. Hi, Pat Fielder. Hi. And John Hart has now become Sarah Bradshaw. <laughs> la, 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 because I was doing vocal warm Very impressive apparently. costume change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're hanging out with Pat, and we're talking about promoter things and what it's like to be a promoter. And one of the things I wanted to address, Sarah. Can I just tell you that that Iron and Wine song, man. Oh. What a beautiful. Yeah. That's a steamroller. 2015, they played Middle of the Map. Pat booked that, and I cried. Yeah. I was up there you in that little did. balcony, and I cried. Yeah. Awesome. You just had this look of, don't look at me, don't be around me. Like, <laughs> this is me time right now. When I got to the uh, theater that day, he was just walking around his bus playing his acoustic guitar. And I was like, there's him being... He's you playing guys got show. to have a little oh conversation, though, didn't you? Yeah, we talked for a while. And then, of course, uh, uh, Timothy Showalter of Strand of Oaks, they were opening up, and you can't stop talking to Timothy Showalter. At one point, I was like, man, I, this is awesome, but I got to go work. Those guys are just middle-of-the-map uh, veterans at this point. Yeah. John Hart and Timothy Showalter have – you should have talked about Tim when John Hart was in here because oh, they've got like We a, talked about him. They've got bromance. a bromance. Oh, totally right. bromance. That's awesome. John Hart is one of the most amazing people in the entire world, by the way. Sure. I just want to throw that in. Okay. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you, and I, I'd asked uh, Facebook uh, when I was announcing this, like uh, a question to ask people, and somebody had brought up when you know I'm a Pitchfork guy. When a band says they announce a tour on Pitchfork, 
and then I click the link, and I'm like, come on, Kansas City, Kansas City, and you're scrolling down, and you're like, Minneapolis, Denver, Chicago, and you're like, ah, and they skipped oh, us. The major markets. So let's talk about that. Like, you know, KC is about a number 30 market, uh, you know, plenty of great venues, plenty of great people uh, like yourself working hard to bring shows here. Why is it that somebody's favorite band, I know there's a thousand answers to this, but why is it, from your perspective, why a band might skip Kansas City? I mean, like you said, there's a thousand answers to this. It's We've run into anything from, hey, I've got a warrant, you know, can't play here. Right. Just, you know, don't want to mess with that. There's an X from 10 years ago I don't want to see. We get more money somewhere else. We sure. get more spins on the radio somewhere else. We're only in the country for 12 dates, so we're playing eight shows, and we're only hitting, you know, like you said, the Denver's, Los Angeles, New York, the big sure. markets, you know. See there's that? not... And spins on the radio matter, kids. Oh, totally. Listen and to I think, too, uh, I, I think to put a little bit on, on the people, when there are those smaller acts that you love and you don't go to the shows, similar acts to that act might not get booked down the road because of fear of how that show might have done. Uh, I was really happy that the Julian Baker show at the Granada two Saturdays ago in the middle of that monsoon did so well. And I mean, 350, 400 people. Yeah, it looks great in there. You know, she's got one record out. She's got like 12 songs. Mm -hmm. And just put her up there with the guitar and check keyboard for a couple songs. But it was a great crowd and people knew the words. And that makes me feel good because it's, it's Kansas City Lawrence studying and taking a risk on brand new music. And the more people that are willing to invest in that, the more likely it is that you go out there and get these other acts. Yeah, Kansas City is, you know, quickly becoming a market where an artist can come through, come through three or four times and really develop along the way. Yeah. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're hanging out this week here on the 8160. It's our third week in Promoter Month, and we're hanging out this week with Pat Fielder of Mammoth Productions. Um, I had sort of a, a, a bet with someone about Solange and how Solange, of course, is uh, Beyonce's younger sister, who's making uh, an R&B hip-hop type mm -hmm. of music. And she was the Sunday headliner of Pitchfork this year. And I, I was blown away by that because usually that headliner is, you know, when I was there, it was Flaming Lips and the Nationals and M83. Huge, uh, huge names. And um, I wondered how Solange would do if you put her in Kansas City. And to use a similar example, SZA, S-C-A, SZA. SZA. Uh, SCA, she, you announced that show at the Granada and it sold out in three hours awesome. or something like, like that. that. It might have been quicker. And so then you moved it to Uptown, which is awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you for that because that's three blocks from my apartment. Hey, I'm looking out for you. <laughs> but uh, that, where, would, where would Chris like to see this show? That's a question <laughs> I asked myself. That's uh, a good question. Um, but that made me change my perspective on Solange. If she can do that, SZA can do that. Solange is would be just fine here. Just fine. Um, but I, I appreciate that. I think that's an example where Kansas City Lawrence is early on, not early on, but appreciating a, a younger act that is big in the top eight markets. Yeah, and a lot of people don't even remember when SZA played Lawrence in I don't. 14 or 15. The, uh, the KJHK guys did her as a student show at Liberty Hall, I want to say it was. I get a Bands in Town notification about that show every single day. They send a new one out. It's hot. Um, to get closer to some more music, I'd asked you again what one of your favorite shows you booked was, and you said Hot Water Music. Tell us about Hot Water Music. 
man. I love that man. So do I. So much. I mean, I grew up listening to punk rock, hardcore, ska, all that stuff. And it just has a special place in my heart. And that's one of those shows. It was their 20th anniversary. Looking back, I just remember, you know, being down in the pit, just arm in arm with my friends and singing the songs. And that doesn't happen a lot anymore. And that was one of the probably times in most recent memory when it did so yeah i'd ask you, you know warm fuzzy feelings all over i had asked you what your favorite shows were perhaps that you did not book and you had said the replacements hot water music and guns and roses um so we're gonna hear some hot water music we did book hot water music so well yeah it yeah. works both ways i guess um the song we're gonna hear is called drag my body and then after that so here's here's a tidbit about this song yeah. if you listen to the chorus it's go your own way by fleetwood mac Hum that really? in your head. Well, there you go, everybody. Hum along. Here it is. Here's music from Hot Water Music. Well, I got my heart up in a beautiful mess. I should have known better when I took the rest. I had to wreck myself and a gamble I broke. I shaking something mental.
We flipped our finger to the king of England We stole our country from the Indians We got on our side and guns in our hands Another one of those moments when I can't believe the music I get to play on the radio. <laughs> that was it. the music from The Descendants. This song is called American, apostrophe, American. American. Pretty, uh, uh, pretty relevant right now, too. Absolutely relevant after this last weekend here in this country. Um, they will be at the Uptown Theater on November 3rd. Uh, that was booked by our friend joining us live in studio today, Pat Fielder of Mammoth. Uh, the show is November 3rd, opening up for them. It's Less Than Jake and Kansas City Band Season the Risk, which I'm just as excited to see probably as I am the Descendants because they never get to play either. Right. I um, think we all are. And it should be a really fun night at the Uptown. Grab your tickets before they're gone. Uh, we're hanging out with Pat as part of our promoter month here on the show, and I'm grilling him so hard with all these questions. Um, what's one act that you've tried to book that continues to elude you? So I think my answer to this was future. It was. Because. You wanted me to play music from future. I really, one, wanted <laughs> to try to get future played on the bridge because that's funny to me. Um, but two, I want to say 2015 was the year of confirming and then unconfirming future multiple times throughout oh, really? the year. And then the Drake album came out and it was, then they just scrapped his tour plans altogether and saved it for that summer 16 tour. Yeah. You know, when when we work together on projects like Middle of the Map or Boulevardia, I am often, uh, it's happened multiple times where we're talking about a band that we like and you're trying to make it work for to book it and then they'll come at us with some preposterous number and then I hate them. Um, and then I go home and I delete their music and I try to never play the music again. He's not exaggerating. I'm he not really exaggerating. Does this. Uh, and a great example of this is the IAS. And I love the IAS, and, but their number was so... Rude. They, they broke your heart, man. So rude. Has that ever happened I to mean, you? I mean, the look in your eyes right now when you're talking <laughs> about this. Does that, does that happen to you? I mean, it, this is your every day. I mean, it's, it's tough because it's a business, and at the end of the day, it is business. So yeah. I spend a lot of times having to set my personal interest aside. Of course. Yeah. And, but 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes. It's real. It's real. Um, it's real. It's more so factor, that... Man. You guys are humans. You're not robots. It's okay. I think, I think it's more Thanks. when they just don't want to play the market for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and that, an answer that we had a lot of fun with last week with Frank was, who have you been most starstruck by? That's a real tough one for me. I mean, Dave Grohl, anytime. Like totally you just you gotta rock and roll Jesus, man. You just yeah. gotta worship him. Um, and you'd also said Gene Simmons. Yeah, I had a really weird encounter of Gene Simmons where he just walked in and sat down during a dinner I was at in Los Angeles and it was kind of who's this big tall guy that just walked in and sat at the end of the table? Oh, it's Gene Simmons. <laughs> there you go. And I and uh, and Morrissey said hi to me once. That was pretty cool. Whoa! Oh, wow. Just Whoa. chance encounter walking down a hallway. <laughs> the vegan king. Yep. Pops what? his head out of the dressing room. Just says, "Oh, hello," and then pops his head back in. So I'm like, "All right, Morrissey just uh, said hi to me. I can retire now, I guess." I, I was hoping that you had the chance to meet Chance the Rapper, who j- you just had him out at uh, Providence Amphitheater, but you didn't get to meet him. Yeah, he played out there, but didn't get to meet him. Yeah, probably a uh, probably pretty low uh, access. Pretty pretty limited access i mean if i remember right he travels with his son so i think he just kind of spends a lot of time being a dad throughout the day that's awesome um i had asked you if you could work with anyone ever who not ever let's do right now right now what did i say jawbreaker yes (laughs) definitely can't wait for riot fest jawbreakers playing riot fest in chicago september have to get those guys to come here. 15th or 16th something like that it's anytime a band that i've just listened to for my whole life and you get a chance to maybe work with them you just you got to go all in on something like that they just played they're playing warm-up shows and Mm -hmm. how long has it been can't even remember it's been years years uh and then they are they had the sunday night headliner of riot fest in chicago yeah which we do have a kansas city representation there radar uh, radar state the new project from the get up kids the architects and burwanger is on that bill as well they're playing a friday over in chicago um what else have i got on here uh menzingers let's talk about the menzingers let's talk about the menzingers let's you play the menzingers let's talk about them some more let's play them more. we are going to play them we're going to play jawbreaker and then the menzingers let's just scrap the rest of the show and <laughs> listen to the menzingers i asked you what are you listening to right now and you said the menzingers and then i asked part of my seven questions when i have different musicians in i ask if you could hop on any van or tour bus with the band who would it be and you said the menzingers the menzingers <laughs> And they were just here at the Granada. I'm sure you were very happy about this. It was. I'm very happy. Tell us tell us a little bit about them. I, don't, I honestly don't know much about them. I mean, in my opinion, they're the most important band to this format right now. Just what they're doing, the music do they're putting out. What do you call this out. format? I, everyone like, in the office calls it Beardy Punk because beardy punk. I have <laughs> a beard brilliant. and I'm really the only one that listens to it anymore. So yeah. they're just like, oh, it's Pat's Beardy music. A lot of the songs today sound... So far, minus Iron One, there's a bit of a right similarity. Um, but let's get into it. We're going to hear music from Jawbreaker. The song is called Boxcar. Again, you can catch them if you're lucky enough to go to Chicago at Riot Fest, September 15th through 17th. Nine Inch Nails are a headliner on that festival, and somebody else awesome. Uh, should be a good time. But here's Jawbreaker. <laughs> Breath, I never was one You don't know what I'm 
was music from the Menzingers. The song is called Good Things, and you're listening to the 8160 show here on 90.9 The Bridge. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we're joined this week with Pat Fielder of Mammoth as we're in week three of five. 
weeks of this month where we're having different promoters joining us every single week, and it's been an awesome time. Thanks for coming in again today, Pat. Um, Thanks you, for having me. I hope uh, my music hasn't made too many people <laughs> switch over. Um, we just heard the Menzingers, which you've spoken very highly of. Uh, another question I had asked you and asked everyone, people love to talk about and hear the word writer. Talk about some of the silly things that you see on writers all the time. I mean, the most recent one that comes to mind is there's an act we did a handful of dates with and a few different cities that it was Domino's pepperoni pizza and wings every single night, night in, night out. Had to be, uh, it was either hand tossed or pan, I can't remember, <laughs> but even the crust mattered. So but, for people who are not in the music industry and who might not know what sure. a rider is, let's let's reiterate what a rider, a rider is. Rider, Tell them what a rider is. Rider, rider. It's right. <laughs> in Chris's eyes, it's a laundry list of demands <laughs> of stuff I will never fulfill. <laughs> but it, it's a, it's something that before the show happens, the band management sends you, so you will have that food, drink, salsa available backstage. Tube socks, tube socks available backstage for the crew and for the band once they arrive. Um, a lot of it's negotiable, especially it, if it's a festival. And it can be everything from dressing room hospitality to socks and T-shirts and clean underwear. To cash, to buyouts, to yeah. go buy meals so you don't have to prepare the meals. Which sometimes, hey, that just makes the day easier. Yes, it does. Here's um, 20 bucks, figure it out. Right. Uh, tube socks, that was one that Frank said from Knuckleheads. It was always, that. that's on there. Mike said that too. Yep. Cigarettes. And so many of these things are just stock too. Everyone yeah. has the same thing. But this year for Middle, we had uh, De La Soul and Talib Kali, both of the writers. One was from 2008 and the other was 2007. And I'm positive they've never read them. And it's pretty funny too, being in Kansas City so many times, we'll get a writer and then the day of, the bands will show up, they'll strike it, and just go get us as much barbecue as you can. Yeah, What's the best that's place? That's a good problem, right? Awesome. Right. Like, Isabel was one of those. One nice. Of the that's first awesome. times he played the Uptown, they just had so much barbecue. I had asked uh, everyone so far this month the nicest people that you've ever met in the music business. And I flipped it on you. You did flip it. Because you me. are in the music business. Oh. And, and you said me. Oh. Hugs. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Um,. You You're know, welcome. It, That's awesome, Pat. It, it, it is a crazy world, and I, I clearly I try hard. Uh, when we do work together, business together, I mean, I try and go above and beyond for everyone I work with, everyone that's been a, that is has been a guest and will be a guest on the show, uh, because it's important to me, and we're all friends trying to do the same thing. Exactly. Trying to put butts in seats to get you to turn off your couch and to DVR Game of Thrones and to watch it when it's not a show night. Like this Sunday. You should yeah. not be watching Game of Thrones Live, or when, however you want to call it. You should be either at Crossroads, Crossroads. watching Father John Misty, yeah. or at Knuckleheads watching the Weepies. Yep. Or, or try to do both. Why not? Or have yeah. a nice Pull night Pull a Chris Aguirian. Yeah. He'll go to that plus two more. <laughs> <laughs> I do hope to try to get to both those shows. <laughs> and, and, and I know there's another one, too. Is there another one? I don't know. I'm, oh, just, I don't I'm sure know. you're going to – I'll talk to you on Monday, and you'll be like, yeah, I went to this, too. There's this underground Let's, little you, thing. Like you were right. Club. Let's talk about a Kansas City hip-hop act that we both love. I met him uh, because of Steady P with Indie Ground. His name's Duncan Burnett. Uh, he played Middle of the Map maybe the first time for three years ago, maybe 2015. 2015 sounds right. And I was intrigued because he plays with a full band behind him, and it's a bunch of jazz cats. And that's – my favorite type of hip-hop when you have a live band behind you. And then you've you've booked him on a bunch of things, including most recently Flyover. Right. 
and uh, we love his music. We want to play a song of his. He will be part of Crossroads Music Festival happening September 9th. That's Saturday, September 9th, down in the Crossroads Art District. I'm not for sure which venue he's at yet, but he'll be part of that. We're going to hear the song Tobin Frost, and uh, here's music from Duncan Burnett. underwritten in part by Inc. Magazine. Inc. is dedicated to keep you up to date with all things Kansas City. Inc. tells the stories of emerging artists and provides a daily guide to concerts, dining, events, and more. Inc.'s mission goes beyond the magazine with a daily newsletter, interactive social content, signature festival, and event partnerships. Saturday, August 19th at Crossroads KC. Pipeline, in support of The Bridge, presents Les Zell. Zeppelin. Tickets for Les Zeppelin with Samino are available at CrossroadsKC.com. Grinders, 18th and Locust, or the Bottleneck in Lawrence. Les Zeppelin. Les Zeppelin with Samino. Saturday, August 19th at Crossroads KC. In support of the bridge. Baby, I'm 
steady chasing you beep beep why are you looking around you That's music from SZA. That's spelled S-Z-A. The song is called Anything. The show was originally going to be at the Granada on September 3rd, but it sold out so fast it moved from Lawrence to Kansas City and will now be at the Uptown. I can't say enough good things about this show. I think it'll be a really fun night. And uh, the person that booked that show is hanging out with us this week here on the 8160 on 90.9 The Bridge. His name is Pat Fielder. Say hi. Hi. I think that was my favorite song of the whole show. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, just... It's not the song we heard, but Drew Barrymore on that album is just like Full. one of my songs of the summer right now. That was the only song on the record that doesn't have bad words in it. Makes sense. It's also melodic and, yeah. and really pretty and non-abrasive. Uh, but some of that stuff's pretty hard-hitting. Uh, that's a great song. Really looking forward to that show. Uh, but to continue grilling Pat with a few more questions before we kick him out. Uh, any bands that remain on your bucket list? You know, the other night I got to cross Iron Maiden off my bucket list. <laughs> and when they played at Sprint Center. That was fun. Every time they've played here, dating back to like when I was in high school, for whatever reason, I just haven't been able to see them, and I finally got to see them. So. And Guns N' Roses, you know? Yeah. Um, for people not familiar with this world, and I know anymore a lot of people's jobs become labors of love, but this is definitely a labor of love job. I'd ask you, other than a mortgage... How do you stay motivated in a really difficult industry? My wife, my our dog, our cat, <laughs> who's kind of a jerk, but we still love her, and my coworkers. We're just, you know, Mammoth kind of prides itself on being a family company, and that's just kind of what we're about. And, and I, I would definitely agree with that. There's definitely a Mammoth family and so many good people over there that I've got to work with for over 10 years now. And even before that, a little bit, you know, when I was coming up with, I mean, the Avalanche, I hadn't heard that name for a while, but that's that's funny to hear that again. You guys also do the best concert posters, so thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a few more questions for you before you head back to Lawrence. Uh, what's the first album you remember receiving or buying as a child with your own money? You know, I can't remember which one came first, but the like the Green Day Dookie era that was one of my first ones Weezer's Blue album I mean I think if you were a kid growing up in the 90s you were pretty much just handed those at some point in time yes. um 
Metallica's Black Album, Nirvana Unplugged, Rancid, and Out Come the Wolves. So really it. little yeah. albums. Yeah, really you little. Got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, not important records. I, I was I was ahead of my time. Um, except not really. I I've asked, and this is the first time we've got this as an answer. But what's your favorite film that has anything to do with music? I love the movie Edge of Coral because it's just so bad but it's fun to watch there's you know cool footage of murder by death or murder city devils botch rocky vadalato is the main character in the movie it looks like it's a fake documentary he plays a lot of his solo stuff like before he was solo after waxwing split and he's like hey just check out this band i heard and then he plays himself it's (laughs) it's just funny it just makes me think of good times just watching it and laughing with a group of friends Something we ask all the musicians when they come on the show is to complete this sentence. Without music, I would be... I would definitely be bored. Right. I would not know what to do with myself. And you were you all, you were a musician in your past. Right. You used to play in a band called Indira uh, and, for and a second, right? For a second, and then that became the Elizabeth Dane, and then after that went away, I played with Thunder Eagle for a little bit, who, when that went away, some of those guys went on to Maps for Travelers. Nice. Which, you know, I know they're... That's our theme they're friends song. of mine, they're friends of yours, yeah. they're friends of the station, they're friends with everybody. Well, some of the guys in Indira were all, are also in a band called 6%, which I heard are practicing, which is awesome, which means maybe there's a gig coming soon. But we're going to play a song called Broadway Riot from the guys in 6%, good dudes in that band, uh, Jeremy and Gotti on drums. And um, I just want to say thank you for coming in before we play the song. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being part of the silliness. being the nicest person in this industry. <laughs> There's that. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Next week we'll be joined by Jackie Becker from Eleven Productions. But we're going to go out Who with music. Who is also a wonderful, wonderful person. Oh, absolutely. She, her and one of her coworkers at the time actually made my wedding cake. So it'll, oh, nice. It'll be, a, it'll be a good show. Well, here's some music from uh, 6%. This song is called Broadway Riot, and it's definitely a riot. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>